You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Zambrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, and online at fanstreamsports.com and the Fanstream Sports app. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Well, the Tampa Bay Rays keep on rolling, getting their fifth straight victory, defeating the Boston Red Sox 9-5 at Fenway Park and improving to 11-8 on the year, while the Sox fall to 6 and 12. The Rays will be going for the elusive sweep this afternoon, so get your brooms ready. Um, Ulysses, we asked for more dingers, and uh, the Rays, I think, delivered uh, last night. <laughs> they did. Uh, four, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Adamus with a. I think that was my, the most impressive one for me. My gosh, that was almost deep center. I mean, it, right it center, was, yeah, into the bullpen box. Um, amazing, amazing. How gets into it? Yoshi, his second uh, of the season, which is nice to see. Get him going again. Meadows, his first one. It, it was, again, it, it was deja vu, you know, mm-hmm. because the race score again, eight runs at Fenway. Uh, and the line kept on moving. The line kept on moving, producing. If you look at the box score up and down, everybody contributed. Um, and if you say that Mikey Perez didn't because he didn't get a hit, well, <laughs> he got plenty of hits. They were just, um, you know, body shots. Uh, from being back there uh, behind the plate. But if I had to highlight one person in this game, it would Mm -hmm. have to be Blake Snell. My gosh, he exceeded expectations. He did. Uh, Five scoreless innings, six strikeouts, no walks, 70 pitches. He did his job. Again, I had said in his last start, he was starting to look sharper. He was starting to look more prototypical, Blake Snell, 2018-esque Blake, Blake Snell, not necessarily 2019 Blake Snell. But yeah, he was he was as solid as could be, did his job. Um, and I think maybe, okay, next outing, 90 pitches, six innings, just keep hopefully keep building up a little bit. And he's a guy, again, with Morton down, Chirinos down, some other arms down. You need guys like Blake Snell, the guys you expect to be able to step up and carry this pitching staff, quite frankly. Well, Morton and Yarbrough did it last year. Now I think it's going to be his turn in glass now as, as the healthy guys in that rotation. But, yeah, going back to what he did last night, my favorite part was, well, I have to say two things. The first one was that that fastball command arm side wasn't being left up completely high. Right. And if it was a high fastball, then it had a semblance of, targeting uh, of being accurate of where he kind of wanted to to put that pitch in so that was nice to see the second thing was the no walks 
what mm-hmm. a lo- when Blake Snell or really any pitcher you know has no walks on his stat line it's just going to be a way smoother game you don't get yourself into trouble into high pitch counts it just works things work just put the ball in play you have a pretty good defense behind you and they showed it i mean yoshi with the glove with the diving catch in left field that was awesome Kiermeyer's, uh, you know, Karam off the, of the monster, and then a 90 mile an hour uh, fastball to Joey Wendell with the pickup and tag. Amazing defense. So put the ball in play. You know, you, you yeah. got pretty good gloves behind you. So that was really nice to see, too. Yeah, and he got some ground balls on the fastball, too. Again, elevated for swings and misses, pitched away to the righties for caught looking. I mean, working that sharp breaking ball off of that. Pitching backwards, mixing pitches, did a lot of different things with that. Um, the only bad thing about that game uh, was, I guess, Aaron Slager's. Uh, he's our new Kittredge. He's our new Jalen Beeks, right? A, a probably a worse version of those two guys. I mean, his last name is Slager's. It's basically Sluggers. His last <laughs> name might as well be Dingers because, again, this is the rule I'm going to have for Aaron Slager's. He cannot come into a game unless it is an absolute blowout, like it was last night, where the Rays were up well, eight to zero. I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna disagree here because he did pretty great the first two innings where he was on the mound. I think this is actually a Kevin Crash moment. And, okay, and, and 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 I'll tell you why. You know, it, it, he comes in the eighth inning for the third uh, time. And he's just left out there to bleed base runners until J.D. Martinez, you know, gets him with the Grand Slam and makes him pay. But Cash did the same mistake that the Red Sox did with Godley because, you know, they just kept Godley in there. And so the Rays, okay, well, let's just keep on hitting. Let's just keep scoring. Fine, sure. You know, if he had tried by avoiding to go to the bullpen in the eighth for another arm to use – Mm-hmm. He ended up having to use the guy, the first guy on that list. He didn't want to use yesterday, which was Nick Anderson. He wanted to be no, no. Slaggers can just eat the whole rest of the game. I don't want to go to the bullpen. I don't want to go to the bullpen. Well, you know, he became ineffective, and now right. he became so ineffective that the game is so close that now you're going to have to use your your number one weapon. When if you had maybe gone to somebody else, and the game was still, I don't know, <laughs> eight to one. Maybe it's a little bit okay to put a Jalen Beeks, some something of right. that, somebody like that with a seven-run lead. Now you have to use Nick Anderson because you ask too much of Aaron Sleegers. Yeah, I think with Sleegers, it's one of those things. He should not be a long relief guy. He should be in there for an inning, inning and a third. That's about it. And with that, you know, he gave up the grand slam to who J.D. Martinez, and uh, you, you sort of killed his confidence there. Uh, this is a guy who coming in in Durham last season had a plus five ERA and was pitching. I mean, guys were hitting like 290 against him last year in Durham. So he's, he's just an arm. He's not, let's right. be frank. He is not anything special, but yeah, I don't think, I don't agree with the theory of leaving a guy hanging out to dry just so you can save your pitchers. I guess maybe the one thing in Cash's defense is, well, we got an eight run lead. You hope that he doesn't, you know, totally blow it here, but the Red Sox certainly made it a little bit more interesting from that standpoint. Then again, you, you got to worry about Aaron Slieger's psyche from that standpoint. Speaking of Zach Godley, okay, 
uh, I don't know how many pitches he threw, but I know it equaled the amount of grunts he made. Like he was My. like Maria Sharapova out there. My God. <laughs> yeah, he really was. Oh, nice, nice tennis call out. I like it. Um, yeah, dude, it was. Uh, <laughs> it was something, and not to be. I I can't even throw a forty mile an hour fastball. Okay, so yeah. Uh, but dude, he was throwing like eighty nine. And I won. Yeah, he had a shot. Like, he had a he really good. Going, he wasn't going ninety nine heat, you know. Yeah. But the grunts, you could definitely hear that. I know that's what's so crazy about it, and uh, yeah, and I think that's probably why uh, Sutsugo was able to take advantage because Sutsugo is not used to those high nineties type guys. So uh, he, he with, with a guy like Godley who who throws eighty eight, eighty nine, he can feast on that. I will say in Godley's defense, he does have a really good breaking ball when he starts it yeah. out into the middle of the plate, then it it breaks on a left handed hitter's back foot. But other than that, yeah, it was pretty much batting practice for the Rays going up against Zach Godley. Um, and you, that's what they need to yeah. do, though. That's what they need to do because last year, I don't think they, they, they did that enough. And the record yeah. against the Orioles the last two years reflect that, at least in Camden Yards, where they haven't really been able to just put some separation. This is what you need to do. Yeah. The Red Sox are not good. Their pitching is horrific. Kill them. Mm-hmm. Annihilate them. Annihilate. I mean, just put yeah. absurd numbers on the on the board and and make some separation so your pitching is going to be okay. Yeah, and it's finally good to see the team hitting some home runs, getting some lift on the ball, because before yesterday, they were third or fourth worst in the majors as a team yeah. in home runs. And like one of the teams that was worse than them, uh, I think the Cardinals, I think the Marlins were even ahead of the Rays, but the Cardinals, yeah. who have only played like half a dozen games, yeah, they were fewer than them, but... Like the Rays just haven't been hitting the long ball this year until yesterday, and I think some of that is okay. The Rays have faced some finesse pitchers this year, uh, yeah. particularly in Baltimore. I also think little theory here that playing so many games at the Trop, more than half your games at the Trop thus far, has prevented them from getting as many home runs compared to some other teams because they're not able to take advantage of the dog days of summer, that humidity. Uh, in outdoor environments that you typically see. Also, the fact that Austin Meadows has been missing, I mean, he had missed a chunk of time too. So you would think that yeah. if he had started the season on time, he'd probably have three or four by now, something like that. Because I think that was his first home run of the year, yeah, right? When he, that, was his, yeah. that was his first, but he needs to get it going. And, and honestly, no, this is what needs to happen. Uh, the Rays need to beat up on bad pitching. And, mm-hmm. and what better park to do it than Fenway Park? It's just conducive to high-scoring games. You've got that stupid monster there on the on left field. You've got the weird edges in right field. Do damage. And, and the Rays have done exactly that. Eight runs in three games. That's fantastic. Let's see if they can keep that up. Yeah, I'll tell you what's so weird about Fenway Park is the fact that I think there's just like some bad juju in Fenway Park because – that ball that Wendell hit to Michael Chavis that got stuck in his glove. <laughs> like that was, you know, it was, be- it was all downhill from there for yeah. the Red Sox. It was like another tennis reference here. It's like when you make a serve and the ball gets stuck in the fencing, <laughs> yeah. like that, that's what it was like. And also the fact that uh, a ball dropped in no man's land that really should have been catchable between Pilar and, and Bradley Jr. I guess Pilar is not familiar with, Finway enough playing in right field or whatever. I was about to crap on Austin Meadows, but for not legging that out with two outs, but then Brandon Lau bails him out right, right up next 
with a two-run home run. And that wasn't the only part. I mean, the Boston defense just is not look, they're just looking completely flat. And and yeah. and I mean, you gotta love it as a race fan. But before the ball got stuck in his glove, he kinda you know, I, I believe it was Yandi up to bat and he did a grounder to first and he just couldn't handle it. Um or, or was it Choi? Somebody like that at the top of the order. And, you know, it, it just becomes an avalanche. You know, your yeah. defense needs to be on point because if not you know a guy like zach godley can unwind pretty fast we'll continue this discussion but first got to tell you about our friends at rockauto.com rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet. So whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're giving all of our listeners 25% off your next order when you use promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's cbdmd.com, promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. Uh, Ulysses, I want to mention this. Uh, We got an email from Dustin Hansen who says, uh, oh, who was wrong about Snell not making five innings with a little quiet face emoji i said four and two-thirds i don't remember what you said but i said four and two-thirds so i was close just gonna throw yeah, that no. out there i didn't i didn't actually put uh my my opinion on there i, I guess i should have but uh yeah i'll, I'll just say uh, i i said five innings boom okay there, there it is. all right there we go revisionist history there how about that <laughs> i i noticed uh blake snell uh used third person in the post game i guess with an outing like that i'll i'll let him pass on there that that's the type of outing where he uh he can. Uh, he deserves to get his moolah, his money. Uh, you know, the yeah. things he yeah. likes, he, so to speak. He, so. Need, he needs to get his. Hey, look, the franchise face, Kevin Kiermeyer, has been hitting up with the bat, going three for four, raising that average to a 
bulky 245. You love to see it. But Have you seen his OPS? <laughs> I just did. 6 6 6. Man, oh man. That is a bad oh, omen. Yeah, and he also had that sign. great outfield assist. So He did. I will let you He's continue, good. but I I'm kind of leery about crapping on Kevin Kiermeyer after a really good game from Kiermeyer. Not only did he get the three hits, but he was hitting the ball the other way, too. So well, that helped. I don't think what we're going to say is going to be crapping on him necessarily. Okay. Right. Um, do you, do you want to I can lead this? it in. Yeah, so okay. we, got a, uh, we got a message on Twitter from one of our listeners, Christopher Johnson. You can find him at ChrisJ1914. He shared us an article from DRaysBay.com titled, if the Rays were willing to trade Evan Longoria, they should be looking to trade Kevin Kiermeyer. Um, Ulysses, I didn't necessarily get to read all of the article. I skimmed through it, but I can tell you I agree with the premise. I mean, that seems pretty logical. I've been kind of knocking on the door saying that Kevin Kiermeyer is going to get traded probably sooner rather than later at some point because he's just getting too expensive. He's going to be 31 pretty soon. Um, the bat hasn't always been there, hasn't been there of late. The injury issues have piled up. So I think it makes sense that at some point the Rays are going to have to move on, on from him and will move on from him. And I think the article makes a point of, you know, his speed is his greatest asset that never correlates well with H. Right. So the older you get, that speed is going to d- decrease. And sometimes it's a big drop-off. Uh, I mean, the knees or just the age itself, it catches up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, bad pun there. But, no, I think KK will be wearing a different uniform in 2021. And if you look at Longoria, which is the comparison that they make, and it's an obvious comparison to make, is that if the Rays are willing to trade uh, the, in the face of the franchise, the guy that led him to the World Series and so many division championships that had never happened before and, and wild card berths, if you're willing to trade that guy because he's doing league average output, mm-hmm. how can you not trade a guy that hasn't led you to yeah. you know division, division championships and multiple wild card berths and historic moments of the franchise and and not giving you league average production you you're going to trade that guy i i have no doubt in my mind that in center field 2021 somebody other than the outlaw is going to be patrolling those fields now is that going to be good defensively a hundred percent no. And anybody Mm -hmm. who says well you know there you you can get randy rosarena or manny margot no you if if you if you think that you can just replace the defense of Kevin Kiermaier with somebody else that's pretty good, right? You haven't been watching. Yeah. You haven't been watching because really good outfielders like Kevin Pillar or JBJ, uh, they just don't come close to to what KK can provide. So you're gonna tell me that you're gonna just oh we're just gonna plug this guy in? Sure, you're gonna get a a better offensive production at the, at the plate, which will be really. <laughs> really nice and uh, to to see, but you can't just put a, a glove out there and say, "Well, do what Kevin Kiermaier does." You're not going to do that. And I know yeah. people love Josh Lowe and people love Randy Rosarena. Some are starting to love Manny Margot once yeah. again. 
it's it, those three guys are not gonna do what KK does in the field. Yeah, it, and it all comes down to value. Again, KK is owed twenty four million dollars left uh, for the next two years, and then he's got. I think an option for 2023, a team option for 2023. And it's just about does everything combined, are, are the Rays getting a good value for that? And I would say, I mean, for, for pretty much every other franchise, yes, they'd be willing to fork up that number. But with the Rays, they definitely operate in a different realm. And I would say no at that point. And also, like, if and when he does get traded, I don't think we should have, and I don't think the fan base would necessarily have a ton of outrage. Like I never had a Kevin Kiermaier jersey or jersey or anything. I had a long, I had a longer one. So they, like, they, you mean that they, they won't be as angry with Kiermaier being traded than with Longo? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, there's because- not going to be the out. If people, there should not be fake out. Basically, what I'm saying is there should not be fake outrage when Kevin Kiermaier gets traded, even if we realize that it's mostly going to be a salary dump, they might get a reliever and a low or mid-level prospect. Like who knows, maybe they can, you know, try to fool the pirates again, like they did with the Chris (laughs) Archer deal. Who knows? Maybe, maybe something like that happens, but we have to realize it's probably mostly going to be a salary dump. And at the end of the day, that might work better in the franchise's favor as they're trying to extend the likes of, Maybe a Willie Adamas, maybe an Austin Meadows, right. maybe a Tyler Glass now, maybe somebody else. Maybe they use that money. Uh, they'll, they'll probably have to use that money for uh, a younger player um, going forward. If maybe they had traded KK, could they have kept Tommy Pham, for example? I mean, these are things yeah. that, that, that can happen if you don't have you know, a, an albatross of a, of a contract hanging, hanging on, your, on your books. I know that whatever is left on KK is not an albatross for literally 29 other teams in a 30-team league, but it is for the Rays. So right. like you said, um, it's good value for any other team, just not for the Rays. So they're, they're going to trade him now. The fake outrage is going to happen regardless because people uh, yeah. like to be uh, outraged um, maybe more now, now nowadays yeah. that you can just put your thoughts on, on the Twitter machine. Uh, but... The one thing that's going to be a, a, a knock and has been a huge knock on Kevin Kiermaier and the fan base has to know this. Even if you're just a, 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 a person that watches a couple games throughout the season, you know Kevin Kiermaier doesn't have a good bat. Yeah. He just doesn't have a good bat. So that should lead to the fake outrage to be in the minimal side. But, you know. KK is a friendly guy. Uh, you know, the, the green eyes uh, get everybody, yeah. apparently. Uh, you know, so maybe there, there's something to do with that. But, yeah, I don't, I don't see much fake outrage. Yeah. Uh, I actually, actually, I didn't see a lot of that with Chris Archer either. I mean, I mean, maybe because I was on that side of, like, yes, get rid of him. Yeah. And I'm so <laughs> I'm Well, he had so had how many bad – he had had how many, quote, unquote, I guess, subpar years for – what Three. we're used to seeing Chris Archer do. And now look at him now. I mean, look at it now. I think his last good, good year was 2015. You know, that was his yeah. last good year was 2015. And I don't think he'll have a, probably another good year after that, to be honest, unfortunately. Surgery, you know. It's one of those things. Maybe, okay, maybe if KK learned a bunt, maybe if he was able to stay yeah. healthy and play 150 games every year, maybe if he was able to get Again, it's not just about batting average, just being able to get on base. Like if he could have been right. a table starter 
top of the order type where, okay, we know you can either draw a walk, lay down a bunt, get on base somehow, some way, then yeah, maybe he would be able to stick around for a couple more years. But as we've seen the decline, yeah. the, the strikeout numbers, the swing and miss, and you know, just, we, we've seen it, the, the ground balls, the second and everything. I think he's starting <laughs> <Yesterday>. to... <laughs> <laughs> a ground ball to second just squeaked by and i was like yeah. wow of course boston's defense is so bad that a grounder to second by kk actually gets through uh but yeah no the, the offensive production just hasn't been there and he hasn't changed his game he was the prototypical leadoff guy table setter like you said mm-hmm. and he never got to develop that because his on-base percentage is might be worse than Renfro's. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, that's not that's not that's not good. And yeah. you can't take your walks. You can't lay down a bunt. You can't go the other way. You can't get the best thing that you got is your legs, your speed, and you're not getting on base to cost you know traffic on the bases to create. Mm-hmm. It's just it, a lot of things. People people close to him did not tell him that he wasn't a home run hitter. And if they did, he did not listen. Yeah. And so this is where we are now. You know, I think who the Rays could fleece, not just the Pirates. I don't think the Pirates are going to trade with the Rays probably ever again. But maybe the Mets. I think the Mets can be had here. Yeah. Yes. Take advantage. Hey, you can market Kevin Kiermeyer in the Big Apple. Just slap that face on a billboard somewhere. You can get it done. And and as many injuries and and opt-outs and things that the Mets have had, I mean – Go for it. I know there have been rumors last season about it, so uh, we'll wait and see. Could they do something like they take Kevin Kiermaier and they take Stu to to New York and Stu gets the Package deal. Package deal. Get KK and Stu uh, over there. They get to the Mets, and then somebody in Tampa buys the Rays and builds a stadium in Tampa. Is that too much? Or, Yeah. yeah, so a package deal. Okay, Stu... And KK go to the Mets. The yes. Mets promise to buy land in Tampa that the Rays later can have. Uh, that that becomes their property. That this is your piece of this is your parcel. You are free to build on it. They buy the Yankee Stadium. Yeah, in Tampa, they've got money to do that. The Mets, so they do it for us. They buy that land. And we build a stadium right in Tampa. Boom. A little entitlement action. Hey, if you can save yeah. a dollar here or there, go for it. All right. Uh, today's game is a 4.30 p.m. start. Uh, again, not 7.30, 4.30 p.m. Tyler Glass now going up against somebody named Kyle Hart, who's making his MLB debut. I know um, Glass now was shaky in his last start against the Yankees. But, again, this is the Red Sox. The Rays are rolling. Um Ulysses, do the Rays get the win here and get the sweep? 100%. They're, they're feeling themselves. They're, everybody is just in a good spot situation right now, and that, w- that would mean so much to get four wins in the first four games uh, of this 10-game road trip. I mean, things could go horribly, and you could still come out with your head above water. So, yeah, you, yeah, you better believe it. They're going for this W. Yeah, they sweep. You, you get that fourth win. And I had said, hey, if, if you're able to manage six and four on this road yeah. trip, I mean, then you're kind of you're kind of sitting pretty right there. So I also agree. I do think the Rays will win. Again, Tyler Glass now going up against somebody 
named Kyle Hart. I will I will take that matchup on paper. All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked On Rays. Now I'll tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On MLB. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you on Friday.